please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we're back on Condo's couch. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, James. And Barnsey, you're in the house. Yep, back in town, mate. Good to be back. Yep. You had a good weekend? Yeah, busy. I've been busy, yeah. Up back and forth in Newcastle over the last week. And then, um, yeah, a bunch of my son's sporting stuff on, mate. So sitting out and umpiring cricket all weekend. Enjoyable so we'll, stuff. We'll get into the NRL <laughs> segment, but let's, uh, let's just give our listeners uh, the one-minute update on how the nights are going and injuries how they're looking we're now they've now got two weeks off into the first round how what's your take yeah well they got through the trials i think relatively unscathed which is a good thing um completely new spine had its first workout on the weekend in terms of um uh jaden braley at nine um jacko hastings seven kaylin at six and then um Lockie miller who's been a really good addition i think at fullback so i think He'll add a lot to him, but as I said, he's been there one week at the club, so they've got a whole new spine, and I reckon even if they were perfect in terms of their off-field you know, preparation, all that sort of stuff, it's still going to take time. So um, I think teething issues will be plenty in the first few rounds, but I'm hopeful that it comes together quicker than you know it has for other teams, say that. So um, they did some good things on the weekend, but obviously, you know, still Parramatta were down, I think, what, seven or eight players. Mm. Um, and it was still a fairly convincing victory. So, you know, I think you take some positives out of some of the good attacking stuff, but um, need to be a bit better with our kicking at the end of sets and definitely defending errors. So, yeah, that's a takeaway. How do you how do you get better as a spine? Like, if you're just a new spine, what is it? Probably half a season to really get to know each other. Oh. Or is it how you want the ball? Is it where you attack? Like, how do you? If you're just a new spine, how are you forming? Like, how do you form a combination? Is it just a lot of drill work? Yeah, I think it's just – and it's just time in the saddle, Woody. Like half a season, it would be hopeful you're getting some good combinations. Yeah. But like you've got to look at Penrith. Like, you know, they've been playing together since they were 14. Yeah. So when Cleary comes off his left foot or something at a certain time, like Luai's just done the – seen that so much. He but can he just react, be, you know, yeah. and they that, – that kind of stuff where you just don't know how it happens but you just react. Mm. Probably shit you do on a wave. You go, well, how do I just do that? But yeah. it's just because you've done it's it so many nature. times. It's you've 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 seen it. So that's what you talk about when you find good combinations. And then you obviously your structures and your patterns of play. So Blake Green at the, you know, he's putting in the attack structures and everything. But it takes time for guys to know where to be within that. So um, yeah, that that's what it is, mate. It's a bloody good spine, but now I think I, I think Hastings will fit in well. I mean, we all know. What Kalen can do, Lockie yeah. Miller, I really like. But where's he is, from? Is, is he Cronulla? Well, he but rugby. Well, originally. he's actually a Coffs Harbour boy. Funnily oh, enough, no, Coffs oh, Harbour okay. boy grew up playing rugby league. Um, saw an opportunity with Aussie Sevens because he wasn't getting a much shot because he's only a small bloke. Then mm. um, got an opportunity with Fitzy at the Sharks and did really well. He's and quick. He's lightning, mate. He's yeah. great on his feet. He's a great communicator too, which is something they've probably missed there. You know, with Kalen the switching, is yep. just having a guy who. Talks to his centers, lets his, you know, he's, he can kick a ball too. So I think they're getting a really good addition there. And he's at 28, so he's got that maturity now oh. where he's been around a yeah. bit. He's this is his first real good contract of his career. He knows what it means. And I think also. Sets um, a good standard sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, 
I think he's he's going to be great for him, provided he can stay injury free and all that. But um, you know, he showed some good touches on the weekend, and Kalen's just going to have to get used to defending in the front line too. You saw a few yeah. teething issues defensively from him on the weekend, despite he did some good things in attack. So that takes time. It took Darren Lockyer a long time too, I think, to get defensively right, and he probably had the best defender who's nearly played the game in Tony Carroll Tony beside Carroll. him. So <laughs> yeah. that was handy. So yeah, I think you know, Kalen's been injured for six weeks with a calf. Hasn't, you know, obviously been doing the team stuff. He's just come back, new position. So, um, take a bit know, of time. Take a bit of time. Well, we'll dig into the NRL when we get uh, Jared, uh, Jared Condon from reading the play on a little bit later. Uh, we have to touch around, touch on the cricket and around the grounds. Um, very disappointing second test. Uh, first test, we were bowled out in, this, in a session. I was sitting there watching it Avo when we opened up. And we were one for 67, I think. I know. And I'm thinking, this could be a really good mm. finish. We're a real chance here. And then I was flicking between the trials and came back and we lost nine for 50. Yeah, yeah, I was watching it. It wasn't, uh, wasn't I, I, I hadn't turned it on yet from the night before. I was like, fuck yeah, we're one for. Like we should have a good crack at least, you know, maybe get half a day's worth of batting. And they're already out. India are already batting. Yeah. And they'd lost a wicket. Auntie, like, you're better sh- qualified than us to comment on this. But it was interesting listening to the, the commentary um, Hayden just kept saying, why are they sweeping? Like, they just mm. continue to sweep. What, what, what's the call there? Like, he, he was probably one of the best sweepers running around. Why was he saying that? Well, it, it was the difference in the pitch. So right. it, it deteriorated it so much that the bounce was the issue. It actually no. wasn't turning. Well, it, it, when it hit a crack, it turned square. Um, but there were pretty much three guys in the Australian side who got out playing shots that you couldn't do a lot about. So Travis Head was one. Yep. He nicked off on a really good ball. Um, same with Hanscom, played down the line, hit a crack, caught an edge. Can't yeah. do anything about it. And then I'd say Labashane, you could put him in the same back, went back to a ball that usually you could just hit through the covers and it just squirted through low on him and bowled him. So everyone else, though, got out playing a sweep shot. Yeah. So the reason why you don't want to play a sweep when the ball doesn't bounce is because you're going across the line of it anyway. And, and most of the time those balls are on or around the stumps. So anytime you miss, your pad's going to be down the line of the stumps, which means you're going to be LBW. So what Hayden was saying is you've got to find a different tact, which um, which is ironic for him because he got most of his runs when he was successful in India with a sweep shot. But he said you've got to start using your feet. You've got to get to the pitch of it and trust that you can hit down the line. Mm. Uh, and then you got AB's comments where he was saying you've got to use your defense and you've got to be able to trust it. Um, so, look, mate, it's such a hard one. Um, you know, but what, what frustrated me was the reverse sweeping. I'm going, okay, you've got a sweep shot, but, you know, Alex Carey's been out to it what, nearly three times mm. now in this series alone with a reverse sweep. Like, he premeditated that. It was a short piece of shit on his leg stump, which he could have belted. Because he premeditated the shot, he gets bowled on leg stump, and you go, come on, man. And then Kuhneman, seen it all. He's the number 11. He wrote... He, Rolls out there in third ball, he's playing a reverse yeah. sweep. You're going, come on, mate. So, look, obviously we had a plan. We discussed it the night before about what we were going to do. But in that night, in that 24 hours, they rocked up and the pitch played differently. And they didn't counteract it, I'd say, on the run. And that's where Hados was blowing up. Yeah. I don't know. The preparation to me with the tie and at the end of the BBL, we sort of called it early. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. And we've still got a few more tests there. We could, I don't know, I hope we bounce back, but we could be on the end of a 4-0 drubbing. This is a pretty bloody good Indian side too it when is. you look at it. And, and I, haven't seen, um, I haven't seen a side 
like England are going really well at the moment. So I'll, I'll I love the way them. they're playing. Oh, it's, it's so good to watch and to hear the players. It, it sounds amazing. But this Indian side, I think they. I've never seen a team bat so deep. Like Axar Patel, Jadeja, and Ashwin are batting seven, eight, and nine, and, and can and bat. All of them are averaging over fifty nearly in this um, this test series. So that's your seven, eight, and nine, and even Shami at ten can bat. So he's okay. That's our biggest issue is you get through our top six and seven, it's going downhill real quick. And unfortunately, our top six and seven haven't got runs. So, um, Quick question um, for the uneducated on cricket. What has Ashton, Ashton Agar done? He, like he gets selected in the side, he, he, he's over there. Is he just a net bowler? Like why aren't they using him? Well, they took three spinners. They obviously don't think he's a guy that can – he's a good – no, no, he's a very two, good BBL spinner. Two of the spinner. spinners they've brought in late. Yeah, Kuhneman, that's a good call. I think – And Murphy. No, Murphy was there for the whole tour. Was he? So yeah. oh, I don't they understand why Ashton's not getting a, getting, a, getting a gig. Well, yeah, well, I, it's a good call. It's interesting why they brought Kuhneman over and, and didn't go with him because, you know, Ashton Agar's a left-arm yeah. orthodox spinner as well and so is Kuhneman. I don't know. Maybe it was horses for courses, they think, you know. Maybe his confidence is down. I, I, I don't, don't know. At least, like, least Agar traditionally has been a handy batsman as well. Yeah. He can, <laughs> so he can whack it, eh? That helps. But yeah. I, interesting that we only went with um, – the biggest thing India's got is they can they can pick two genuine pacemen because they're all their spinners can bat. Yeah, that's our issue is we pick three spinners and one paceman, but none of them are, are genuine all rounders. Nah. So, do you reckon we've lacked a bit of intimidation from our, our like a Stark just fucking throwing? They're their big head. misses, Stark and Hazelwood. Obviously, aren't they're they? injured, yeah. aren't they? So they can't. Um, Stark is, I think, a big miss. Not do you having think him having him there just to scare the pants off you for a couple overs would probably be well, and clean up a tail. Yeah, we'll get get. That's what Stark's brilliant at is coming in and just that um reverse swing, just getting that little bit. Yeah, and, and it, it is reverse swing because the Indian pace has got it. But in saying that, that we haven't lasted long enough to see it that much. But Jadeja. Man, it, there's a he is a cool cat, man. Like he comes out and bats beautifully. He's he's a cool looking like just everything about him is his class. I love and, watching him bowl. Yeah, uh, is he know. there all rounder? Well, him and Ashwin. Are. Ashwin's got five Test centuries. Yeah, <laughs> like if you go through his stats, Ashwin's got to be right, right up there in terms of one of the gr- true greats of the game. Are they? Are they? Um, are they only good in India or like batting wise? Are they pretty good? Uh, like, are they pretty handy? They average over 50. In, well, in, in this series. But, yeah, yeah look, Jadeja averages 37. Yeah. Um, so, and I think Ashwin's 32. But, mate, they Jadeja was crucial when they beat us in that last yeah, test series he here. Yeah. So, yeah. he was handy. But, anyway, look, hopefully we're better. Third test. I don't know what changes we're going to make. Warner won't be there. Obviously, he's fractured his elbow. So And concussion. Um, concussion. So, look, mate, we're going to find some answers quick. Righto, let's uh, dial Jared in and we'll move into the NRL. Starting to fall, Peachy! The Peachy dummy! Then Dykes, now back for Peachy! Oh, look at Andrew Johns, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good morning, Jared. Uh, from reading the play, let's uh, let's get straight into it. Let's have a bit of a recap of the weekend. Morning, gentlemen. Well, a few trials that uh, I thought were interesting, a little bit to take out of, and uh, a few that we'll uh, pass on at the end of the day. 
they are trials. Uh, some teams get a little bit excited, or their supporters might do, and Woody's probably one of those sitting in the corner okay. at the moment. And uh, some don't. Well, Steve, you're probably one of those. But uh, realistically, Sorry, it all starts at Jared, a couple of weeks' time. Jared, this segment, we don't mention the Dragons for the next nine months. <laughs> no, no, there won't be a lot to be talking about there. Um, listen, I thought the positives were uh, the Sharks are about where we expected. Uh, they've fallen back in their groove uh, nicely. Uh, positives for the Eagles, very fit, uh, look very well drilled. Uh, I like the defensive attitude. Uh, the Tigers were better this week. Um, most of the rest was about the same. Um, the Panthers, a bit disappointing. Jason Helens were very good um, and deserved winners. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the take, I, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but we were talking about it before we kicked the potty off, uh, uh, sorry, kicked the potty off, is uh, the loss of Appy. Geez, that was, uh, was very significant, don't you think, watching... I mean, in ordinary conditions, but on Saturday night against um, St. Helens for the Panthers? Yeah, it was. It was. And, you know, Egan is good, but he's, he's just not at that level. I mean, Appy is just outstanding. Um, he makes great decisions. He's got a very good read of what's going on around the plate of ball. His uh, speed of pass, um, nice and nippy out of, out of dummy half. But the other big thing is defensively, the guy's outstanding. He just does so much work. Uh, he hits hard, cleans up a lot of stuff. So they're going to miss that. Well, the other obvious thing is down that left edge. You know, they used Garner and uh, Hoskins, who are both new buys, to replace Kikau. Now, Kikau is a big body, and a lot of people focus on the fact that he's so big and so strong. He also never misses his assignment in defence. And um, St. Helens sliced them a number of times down that edge, and a couple of times probably should have converted um, more than they did. And so I think there's a bit there for the Panthers to work on. They've got... You know, three or four key guys have come back in for round one. They'll be better for the hit out. Uh, but I certainly do think that they've come back a level or two. Right. Well, let's uh, let's move into the sides that we're going to concentrate on uh, today with the preview. So Warriors is uh, Warriors are the first cab off the rank with with a new coach. Well, I think a new coach is uh, significant. Plus the fact that they're going to stay at home. Um, they've had a very major list clean out and change. Uh, I really like what they've done here. I also think they've got some really key ins. Uh, New Accore, Metcalf, Walker, Barnett, uh, Nickel Klotstadt, uh, uh, TME Martin. You know, they're all very good buys, mixed in with what they already have. Um, and playing from home, I think, is going to be an advantage as the season goes on. Uh, they get a very good draw, and they've been up against it with the draw over recent seasons, so that will help them. I've marked them up. Uh, on my rating number, somewhere around 20 to 25%. Um, I like what they did in their first trial. I thought their defensive attitude was good. Uh, their first half yesterday was um, okay. Second half, they probably fell away a little bit as they started to rotate people. But I do think that they're climbing the, the ladder. I think they're somewhere in the mid-table, uh, 10 to, 10th to 12th, in that log jam of teams that are going to be competitive and fighting for a climb up the ladder. But I certainly think they're back on the rebuild and it'll be nice to see them because we need a strong team in New Zealand. Yeah, well, the first time they've been home for what maybe three years, so that'll be uh, that'll be well received. Uh, Melbourne Storm. Well, yeah, you know, once again, Bellamy has got this generational change of his list. I mean, we've got uh, quite a number of key outs, in particular in the forwards. Many of them we would suggest were probably aging and maybe at the back end of their career. Um, He's done it again, though, I'm sure. Uh, we saw it when Billy and Cronk and then Cam Smith all retired. They have one of the best systems 
uh, in the competition, at junior development, at, te- uh, at um, identification of quality ta- uh, talent and bringing them through. Still got the, one of the best spines in the competition, Grant Hughes, Munster, uh, Pappenhausen. Uh, if they get a lot of games out of those guys, um, they're still going to be very, very competitive. I've marked them down a little bit on the back of some of those key changes, but a big watch. I mean, Bellamy's just a master at getting things right, in particular their defence. Uh, I think they're somewhere in the top six, uh, and a big watch to see how this list change starts to develop. I mean, are you hearing an ink, or, or you boys hearing an ink? I don't know. I'm a bit sceptical about how much footy Pappenhausen's going to play. It's really bad injury. Oh, didn't he go to America to improve yeah, his hamstring? But they reckon he's not going to be available, I think, till round six or eight. Or yeah, so. right. Which will hurt. Yeah. Because it just means that those other three that you've just spoken about have really got to step up and play. And if you lose one or two of those, and we saw last year when the wheels fell off, you know, you take two of those out of your team. You know, there's a lot of sort of middling, not middling first graders, but guys who aren't superstars and you, you need those guys to drag those other blokes up. You can't just do your job and then get by with, you know, average 100%. halves, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the key too is, you know, Meany's a very good player, but he's not a Pappenhausen. And um, the difference when that changes occur is, you know, uh, the, what Pappenhausen brings and the spark, the game gameplay, he's just a, a boutique um, master player. And you're right, Stephen. I mean, you know, if, if that injury, uh, you know, is at least six weeks and then it's stop and start, that really does bring them back to the field. I just hope he's not one of those talents that we've seen the last of. I just love watching him. Like that grand final when he was... Clive Churchill, uh, medalist winner, like he was unbelievable. That try he scored. Kind of similar to like a Brett Stewart, eh? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just point. unbelievable player. Change speed, change the team, but just had a lot of that. Like, cause Brett Stewart, how many? He wouldn't have played many State of Origins, and he was just about one of the best players, probably for New South Wales, if he was available, eh? Well, yeah. Manly are running the same thing with Tommy to- Tommy yeah. Tui, aren't they? So, yeah. uh, the Panthers. So uh, won the comp the last two years. What's the call on the Panthers? Yeah, I've marked them down a lot, and I said this a number of weeks ago, and um, I thought they'd be too strong on the weekend. They weren't. Uh, conditions probably didn't uh, suit. But as we touched on a minute ago, I think a couple of those key outs and the changes that are forced by, um, you know, being the leading team, having won back-to-back titles, you can't keep everybody. Uh, they've got a very good system like the Storm, been very uh, good at developing their juniors, but I'm just not sure that the next level of depth that's coming through is as good as what it's there to replace. Very clever coach. He coaches defence exceptionally well. Uh, but this list for mine, I think, is 20 to 25% weaker than where they were. I've marked them down. It's also so much difficult to have to be up the third year in a row, especially mm. missing those key guys. I think they're in the top four, but I'm not sure that they're right at the top of the table as they have been. I don't think they'll make the top four. Jared, who's the biggest out that they've lost with salary crap stuff over the last three seasons since they've made these three grand finals? Who do you think's... Oh, I think it's got to be Appy. Uh, I mean, yeah. Coruscant's just, you know, he's just been a standout. I mean, again, he was very good in the World, World Cup. He's been uh, great for New South Wales and he's just made such a huge difference um, with this team over the last two years when they won the competition. We'll see that when he steps out for the Tigers. So, yeah, for mine, he's, he's certainly their biggest out. Can I, can I ask how much he was gaining going to the Tigers? What was the 
what was the yearly wage up upage going to the Tigers? Is it sort of four hundred to uh, six hundred or something like that, or where was it? I don't know. What no, do you reckon uh, they'd be paying him? I'm not sure on the number actually. Uh, I, I haven't seen that, but um, I think he's got a little bit of a step up. But I think the other thing is that at the age that he is now, you know, Penner have probably decided that if they were to meet that and retain him for another uh, two or three years, uh, what does that do to the rest of the balance of their cap? So yeah. they've probably gone mm. with a lesser paid player. Um, but, you know, sometimes that can also come back to haunt you when they are as good as he is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, he's going to be your captain, Woody. Tiger's new captain, so. But that just shows, obviously, the impact he's had there in such a short time. Enormous. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about, obviously, the way he plays, but obviously he's bringing a lot off the field. Yeah, fully. And, and you're right, Derek. I mean, the, the word seems to be that when they discussed that internally with their team uh, two or three weeks ago, he was just a standout with the vote. Um, everybody wanted him as their captain. So clearly, uh, having only returned from the World Cup and then had uh, the second half of the preseason with him, he's, he's been an absolute standout influence. Yeah, I heard him interviewed yesterday. Uh, might have been on the ABC, but G was glowing in his praise of, uh, of Benji's approach and then sort of... Secondly, uh, Robbie Farrow. So he said Tim Sheens is basically sort of standing to the side and sort of just, you know, just giving direction. But uh, reckons Benji's been excellent in the uh, in the off season. So that's uh, that's good for the Tigers. Do you want to hear a Tiger noise? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you have it ready for their first win? Uh, okay, let's move on to the Seagulls. I mean, obviously uh, a lot happening at the end of last year into the start of the preseason with Desi moving on, Seabold uh, landing a new job, and. I must say, on Saturday or Friday night, they they look good. Well, they did, and you know, I think you know, Des has been a great coach over a long period of time. But maybe it was the right time for change, um, whether it was, whether it was Seabold or somebody else. But I think Seabold has brought in um, a, a, a major focus on fitness, on skill, um, and he's giving I think the next generation of young guys uh, a real crack early in the season. And that's been a major criticism by the Manly folk over recent seasons that, you know, Des was holding some of these younger guys back. They looked very fit. Uh, the other thing that I thought um, was they were – their defensive attitude looked very sharp. You know, they, there was a lot of scramble, a lot of hard work. Uh, they've got some stars here, and some of those young kids coming through, you know, Cola in particular, the guys are standout talent on the right edge. I, I think they've picked up in uh, Tuolagi, another very good back rower, which gives them a lot of strength on either side. Two big back rowers. He looks like he's going to play left and right with his um, halves, but that then sets up two edges that I think they're going to get a lot of penetration from. The key then comes back to how many games does Tom play? Um, if, if they get something like 15 to 20 games out of Tommy T, well, then, you know, they're potentially a top six team. Um, I was very impressed with them. Early days at Brookvale first up against the Bulldogs. That'll be a nice test. But I like where they're headed. I think they're very fit and very well drilled. So where do you where, do you have them in the top eight? No, I had the mid table, probably just at the bottom of the the top eight. You know, maybe around ninth, tenth, eleventh. But you know, if if the signs of what we're seeing at the moment, and they get that fifteen to twenty games out of Tom, well, then all of a sudden they're bouncing up because yeah. you know, Tommy clearly is a freak and he's just a game changer. Beautiful. Right, well, we've got a bit of work to do to bounce back from uh, our first best bet on the weekend, which uh, failed uh, with the Panthers. Um, we'll do the previews on, uh, we've got uh, previews on Friday, but we've, we've got no trials this weekend, that's correct? That's right. So there's no games. What we'll do is we'll get through the balance of those five teams and then 
next Monday we might have a look at how I look at the week, um, how we handicap the games, how the initial round one looks, and um, I get stuck into the season kickoff. And the uh, and the best odds on the Dragons to finish below the Dolphins. Maybe we could do a like just do a random sport like goat running in Afghanistan or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> like a mountain. How are we going to go what this weekend? You... I like when the footy starts and then we have a weekend off. Like, um, fuck! I'm yeah. excited for the start of it. The weather's getting cooler. Fucking Easter's around the corner. Waves are getting better. Between you and I. On Wednesday, mate, we'll we'll go and find those Afghanistan goat races and see what we can. Yeah, come up we'll with. come up with some good odds. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jared. Uh, thanks, we'll Jared. catch you. Uh, we'll catch you on Friday. See you guys. See you, mate. Well, there you go. I don't know. The, you know the other one. I know they're only trials, but the only other one that I touch on that they were really poor defensively in the second half yesterday was the Bulldogs. Yeah, like I, you know, from from talking up Serrato the week before. Yeah, that, you know, I think they missed a. They missed one tackle the week before. I, I, when he was doing the um, Storm preview on their roster, fuck, Bellamy must be devoted about losing Nico Hines. He must be gutted. Like trying to keep Brendan Smith and then that all went pear-shaped because he did the dodgy and went to the, like d- took the last-minute money to the Roosters. Yeah. He must be – and I think it, that kind of forced him to let Nico and, and uh, who's the other guy for the Sharks? It was sort of like the heart and soul. Finucane. Finucane. You know, I'll ask a question on Nico Hines. Since he's left, has he had a bad game? Well, he's just outstanding every week. Yes, sir, outstanding. Last week, dealing with uh, the issues with his mum, gets a late flight over to New Zealand, turns up man of the match. Like, yeah, he was brilliant. Geez, he's, he's a, a class, Yeah, classy kid. I like it how he get whenever, like, just watching, I only watched a little bit of the highlights yesterday, but whenever he did something good, he just get it, see something, react, go. Yeah. Yeah. It was either a really good pass and I, or... And I, I, I sort of... I think we spoke about it at the time, Barnsley. I wasn't sure about Fitzy's idea to play him at seven, but he's just... It, he's really, really good there, isn't he? <laughs> Pay dividends completely. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, Fitzy's... The great key to that too is... Um, what he's done with, uh, what's the name at six? Um, Moylan. Moylan, Moylan, Moylan yeah. yeah. Matty Moylan. So they made the call with Chad... T- yeah. I mean, um, not with Chad Townsend, but with... Um, Gone back to the Warriors, Sean Johnson. Yep, so yeah. they had that little log jam there of halves. No one could work it Let out. Let Townsend and, go to the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and whichever way they went, they were going to have to mm. make one of those work. And what he's done with Matty Moylan, um, you know, he said he's worked really hard in the off-season as well. So, you know, for him to be playing. And then the fullbacks that they've managed to conjure up too. Yeah. So, you know, they've almost developed three guys there now that can play. And, the, and the they're worrying, all quality. Well, the worrying thing is Lockie Miller's just left. So he was another backup, mm. and then um, Dykes, young Dykes, got just had an ACL reconstruction. So yeah. and they let Metcalf go to the Warriors. Yeah, so they've really now just down to one. Mm. Uh, he's a quality player as well. So look, it, it'd be interesting. I think Sharks. I mean, he was right. Sharks are solid again. You think the Cowboys will have to? They'll be thereabouts again. Yeah. All right. All right. My question to you two: Going off the, the couple of weeks of trials, your top four. Oh, okay, so I'm going to go. I, I, yeah, I, I've had to think about it. I think Roosters are going to be right up there. Oh, I think they'll be number one. I, I think my my yeah. probably thinking is that Jared's probably a bit unders on the Seagulls. I don't know if they'll be top four, but if Tommy's on the field, I think they're going to be well and truly in the middle in the, in the sort of top eight. So I've I gone Roosters, Rabbits, yeah, Storm, and my fourth side. I'm not sure on. 
I like I, I rab- think- rabbits are so settled. Yep. Um, the, the only worry, the only one thing I question mark there is a loss of. Uh, he's just a. He's an old toiler, but Mark Nichols. Yeah. So Mark Nichols to the Dolphins, I reckon, is kind of one of those guys. We just, I just, it's the only question mark. Oh, their back line's as good as it, you know, it's right up there. I think but, you, I think you make a really good comment on the fact that they're settled. Yeah. Like all their big names aren't off contract. They've re-signed Latrell, Cody, yeah. uh, Cook. I, yeah, they'll be. Well, they've played in the last couple of prelims, haven't they? Mm. About four, three or four, four plus the grand. I'm final. not sure. The, the two I'm not sure about that have been there in previous years for me is I think the Panthers are going to be in the eight, but I think they might Just fall out of the top drop four. Off year. And yeah. I think I think Parramatta might fall out of the top four. I don't know about Parramatta. I reckon they, you know, they, they still look all right. What about you, Woody? What do you think? Yeah. I reckon Roosters. I reckon Sharks a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure. reckon Cowboys and I reckon Storm. You didn't mention Dragons. I'm not going to mention Dragons at all. I reckon they're the top. F- probably Souths and Cowboys battling, or Souths and Storm battling for fourth. What do you think, Barnsley? I think Souths. I think Souths and Roosters are my two locks. Locks, yeah. Um, and then it's a real one of those things. I think I think the Cowboys and Sharks, one of them are going to have a drop-off, but I definitely think one of them is going to be there just because who they're coached by – Hmm. Um, they're just consistent. I you think. know the one that Jared highlighted last week in the preview um, was the draw that the Raiders had. It's a good like, one. Yeah, like if they don't get injuries, they yeah. they could real really challenge for that top four because Jizek got a good draw. There's just it's such an even comp now. Super. Because you look at you know where Panthers were last year was pretty night and day, and you can't you know to be honest, you sort of thought the Roosters were going to be thereabouts too, but yeah. they weren't. But they've got. They got depth and Suali and these sort of guys who have had another year under their belt now. There's rumours of Roger Tuivasa Shek somewhere fitting into Sombrero as well. Oh, so apparently the NRL <laughs> have knocked back the contract a couple of times. Oh right, so he okay. might have to have another year in Union. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah we'll, apparently. We'll so see. what are they saying? Like, oh yeah, he's just getting 450 bucks yeah, a game or something. Well, far out. He's a million dollar player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He was definitely a million dollar player when he left. Yeah. Yeah. How many fullbacks can you have? Anyway. Uh, well, let's move on. Uh, what are we watching? What are we listening to? Um, I'm down last weekend. I'm down the rabbit hole of Full Swing on Netflix. How good is it? I yeah, I haven't watched it. Um, yeah, Good Boys. Yeah, yeah, I'm up to episode so, eight. There's, so, there's, so there's eight. So to give you the rundown, I'm glad to hear that you're watching Woody. Uh, they filmed, I think it was between eight and ten thousand hours, wow. and they've put it into. So there's a lot of work that's gone into it, and it's the same producers did the Formula One, they did the tennis one. They do a really good job uh, that has gone into eight forty-five minute episodes. Yeah, it's my take so far. Brooks Kepper Kepka comes across as an absolute fuckwit. Um, the talk over the weekend is that he actually wants to return to the PGA, so he got paid between one hundred and fifty and two hundred, and now he's talking about he wants to go back to the PGA. Good luck dealing with that one with the Saudis. Wow. Um, that young Matt Fitzgibbon, uh, Fitz is it Fitzgibbon? Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, the pommy, comes across as a legend, and that story, that that whole episode. Uh, into when he won the PGA. So, Barnsley, he, here's one for you as a professional athlete. He has kept, this, not the stats, but every shot, uh, distance, whether it's faded, draw, whatever, every shot he has played in a practice round, on the range, or in a competitive round since he was 15. Jesus. And still continues. So, if you watch him, if you watch him this morning, for example, on the PGA Tour, he, every, after he plays a shot, he gets this little black book out of his pocket and writes it down, talks to his caddy, writes it down, and then he goes back and logs it into his Apple. Uh, he's got some, he's got some uh, algorithm Shot thing. Yep. thing yeah. yeah. Wow. That's detail. Yeah, it is. It's a good look at, um, 
like you see him out, like you we're watching it now. You, you see it on the actual Fox, Fox, like watching a, the Genesis now. But you see him, they just have the same dark thoughts as anyone else that's a competitor, like the doubt, the doubts, the ups and downs. Um, obviously, the week to week of just the grind of playing on the PGA. I I like the behind the scenes stuff, how they prepare for each round. A lot of them are just in the gym for two hours, preparing. They they're doing like a pretty strenuous. Warm up, or if not, uh, just a before bucket. they before they even get to the yeah range. before they even mm. get in the clubhouse, they mm. put the gear on, full sweat, lifting weights, everything, go hit balls, play their round. And Tiger was the one who changed that, didn't he? Like getting up at four a.m., hit time. the gym, yeah. then hit the range, and now it's become commonplace. Yeah. The only disappointing thing for me out of that uh, out of that full swing is when they get, I think it's episode seven or maybe into eight, when they start to concentrate on Rory, and they go to the British Open. And there's no mention and there's no interviews because obviously he had done the deal with Cam Smith, which I, I reckon Cam Smith behind the scenes, um, knowing Grant Field, his coach, would be excellent. Like I think it would be really jovial, funny, especially celebrations after the British Open win, blah, blah, blah. But they just sort of touch on the fact that Rory lost, not so much that Cam won. The funny thing for me, you'll see it, Barry, if you watch it, is when they, um, everyone's really approachable. Everyone, you can interview like any any of the events. They're all talking <laughs> shit, and then they go to Tiger, and he just walks straight past them. He just no he interest. Must, they must be like, "Do you want to do this?" And Tiger's like, "Nah," and they're like, "All right, <laughs> no worries." But anyone else, Rory, any of the other big names, they're all happy to talk. They're happy to sort of get a little of a look in the window there, behind the yeah. scenes stuff. Tiger's just like kind of he can see that they're around, and it's like there's like a big bubble around him. That's I just how. I, you, know, you kind of love it and pisses me off oh, about yeah. Tiger. You just want to, come on, man, just show you human just yeah. once. Yeah. And you can see he's trying to be like that just in his interviews, yeah. but you get a look at how much of a... I love that tampon thing. Like, where do we all get off here on the whole yeah. thing? Like, it's a freaking well, well, yeah, we'll have a look at it. Like, Barnsley, we spoke about this before we started the podcast, but you're talking about a guy who, like, if, if he's not the one of the top two or three greatest athletes in any sport... I'll stand corrected. He hadn't played a comp- competitive round for north of 800 days. He comes in and plays in a pairing with Rory and JT, who are probably two of the form golfers in the last, say, two or three years. Uh, their swing speed, ball speed, is about 180, 185. Tiger comes in. He's flushing it past them. Yeah. His ball speed's 180, 180, 180, 182. Anyone that played with him over the four rounds is just glowing in their praise. This guy will win another major. He's interviewed last night and they said, so your ball striking, your ball speed's sort of right up there with like the longest hitters in the game, the best ball strikers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how do you do it? You've sort of got half a left leg. You've had numerous back fusions. Like, what are you doing? And he goes, this is his summary. He said, well, when I get into my turn, I've got to be really careful about the left part of my body with my left leg. When I get into my back, back my, my turn, when I go into my backswing, I've got to be really careful to look after my back because of the back fusions. So I've done a truckload of work to uh, really increase my core strength so I can really rip through it, and then the rest of it is mind over matter. Guy's a lunatic. Guy's a lunatic. Man. And I reckon he'll win another major. He's fucking playing well, man. He's short game. I mean, I guess that's... Everyone can hit it far there, but how good is his chipping and putting? He's, uh, yeah. His longevity is unbelievable. So he needs one more win to pass. Um, no, he's got, I think he's got 16. No, 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 no but 80, he's got oh, 82. He's got 82 so professional Sam, wins. Sam, yeah, Sneed. Um, Sam Sneed. So yep. he needs one more win to yep. get the most ever. Yeah, correct. Which is just, it is, it's a career. Yeah. 
it just shows too that you can probably keep going because I like even though I want to hear Tigers behind the scenes, I don't know if there's a lot else going on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just think golf is golf is his life, and you know it used to be. I don't. I don't know. Is there much else? I don't think there is now. I think it's just. I think purely there used just to be a bit, preparing. Of, bit of action in car parks. Would have been pretty entertaining to hear. Yeah. I just hope he oh, writes yeah. a book one day. An honest <laughs> okay. a, a, a Prince Prince Harry sort of openness Mem- <laughs> memoir. Tiger memoir. What do you in those glory days? He would have been <laughs> going madder than anyone. Yeah. Booking out floors of that shit, uh, just going mad. And the people I'm surprised who had to he could turn even, a blind eye to it as well. I'm surprised he could even walk 18 after the night, you know, <laughs> he's fucking just crawling. What have you been listening to, uh, Barnsley? I'll tell you what I loved. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with sport, but if, you, if any of you guys seen South Park's new episode where they shit can Prince Harry oh, and Megan. It's I haven't so, seen it. It's a good, I've seen the it's snippets awesome. on Instagram. It's awesome. I watched it. They're the cleverest people ever. They are they are dead set geniuses. They're um, so good. Trey Parker, Matty Stone. If yeah. you haven't seen it, have a watch. Um, they they do it in a way that's the princess and princess of Canada. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, and oh, mate, they just they rip them so hard in a, in a in a just a good way. It's bloody well done. What is worldwide uh, privacy tour? What is wellness wardrobe? What are we what are we pulling out uh, on a Monday well, to get us get us going? Foundation with? training last, um, last last week. Yep. Uh, this one, dude. We're gonna do it. I've done his voiceover. It's just the ten-minute Wim Hof. So you get everyone doing that for a week next till next Monday. Yep. So hopefully a few listeners did the foundation stuff on YouTube. Same thing. So there's a about an eleven-minute, um, really basic. Um, it's sort of like breathing uh, slash meditation. Goes for ten minutes. It's Wim Hof, um, and it's the just the uh, on YouTube. So try that as soon as you get up or before bed. They're the two best times to do it. As soon as you wake up, get you going or right before bed to get all the fucking demons out of your head and help you go off to sleep. I do it, I don't know, maybe three times a week usually, two to three times a week. Do you seem to do it early or? I like it before bed. Gets rid of a few dark thoughts. (laughs) Put my head on the pillow. Can you just give us a quick voice? Hi there, guys. This is a guided meditation. Breathe in. Let it go. <laughs> breathe in. <laughs> I think that was completely wrong, but that was good. I love it. But yeah, Wim Hof YouTube guys. It's an 11-minute video. Check it out. Try it out for a couple of mornings or a couple of evenings before you go to bed. Try and do it away from maybe your family because they might think you're fucking pretty weird having a panic attack. But yep. um, if you've got some headphones, chuck it on with some headphones, and he takes you through 30 breaths. And on the 30th breath, you uh, breathe all your air out and hold your breath for, it's around a minute, and then, then, and then the, you do another round. There's three rounds of it. It's a minute to a minute and a half of breath holding. It, I'd, I'd love to see you do a condo. It's a great thing to do if you're really stressed out, you've got a lot on your plate. Um, I really, if I'm really busy or I'm trying to sort of process the day, it's a great thing to do for that. Have you? You've obviously yeah, done it numerous it, yeah. times. It's a really good thing. Yeah, I'm going to go and get on. YouTube. I highly recommend doing it on your own condo before you get in the car and go play around of golf. See how you play. I really think that could clear your head and you just focus on your swing. Who knows? You could be fucking seven under around the front nine. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh, final word. Final word for you, Barnsley. Uh, I'll just I'll leave it with a balls deep. James Roby, the St Helens captain. Yeah. 522 games of footy. 
522 of the NRL. Is that more than Steve Menzies or some shit? Mate, it's oh, more yeah, than Menzies. It's, like it's more than Smith. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Wow, so how old is he? 54. <laughs> <laughs> he's only 36. I'm guessing he didn't finish high school. And just Tell you what, and he yeah, like started playing yeah. when he And he's still playing good. He's playing really yeah. well. And to get some – you saw what it meant to those blokes to beat Penrith the other night. That was a great win. And then conversely, Joe Westerman. Um, did anyone see – Oh, you remember the guy, the uh, pommy bloke that got caught in the alleyway with the other woman the other oh, day? Oh, yes. Did, you, did anyone see those? Um, he played on the weekend against Castleford. Did anyone hear the chants? No. No. Were they? <laughs> can you repeat one? Oh, I don't know if I can. You can't? Well, uh, it's it's very good. Geez, the pommies are clever. The uh, What was it? Um the uh, the only rimmer in Yorkshire. <laughs> 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 they call him now basically the Yorkshire rimmer. The, the one thing I will say with, with the English sports, yeah. they do a way better job of singing yeah. compared to it's an Amer- so compared to the American sports. There's the one thing the American sports lack is just like good sing-alongs. Yeah. Final word, James. Final word. Breathe in, breathe out. Let it go. Uh, Barnsley, can I ask you, because you, uh, I know you're up to speed with the news before Condo has his final word, but are you excited about Ross Clark Giant? Hugely excited. I yeah. Reckon, I think it'd be good. Be unbelievable. Yeah, May the 5th. Unreal. After you do a Well pattern. done, mate. La- last time we did a live podcast, remember, you sort of weren't in good shape. I wasn't. Can you sort of turn up in better shape this time? Well, I don't know what shape we'll be in after three days of paddling if I can, yeah. Who knows? Uh, final word for me, I don't know what it is about this time of year each year, but this time last year we had... A lot of devastation in the Northern Rivers and uh, I don't know what we can do for the Kiwis, but they're really getting smacked over there. And um, if anyone's got any great ideas of how we can contribute in some way, we'll, we'll have a crack. I don't know. Maybe we fly to Auckland, do a live podcast and raise some money or something, but um, I'm really feeling for them. Got a lot of friends over there, as we all do, and they've, uh, they've still got a lot of people missing from that cyclone on the back of all the... Um, the rain yeah, sort of deluge that, that they yeah, had, yeah. Yep. So, anyway, we'll be back on Thursday or Friday. Giddy up. Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>